afternoon now. Good afternoon. <laughs> what an honor. Uh, it's such an honor to be able to minister to the Word today. And we're so blessed in this church. We have some amazing pastors and ministers. And um, Pastor Jay's been rocking it. And uh, I got to listen to, because I wasn't here, I was ministering somewhere else when uh, Pastor Paul, Dr. Paul, was ministering the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I was sad I wasn't here to be a part of it. I was looking forward to that. But it was an amazing message, and uh, I got to listen to it online. And if you haven't heard it, you should listen to it. And uh, he challenged all of us to be praying more in the Spirit. Has, have, have we been doing that? Amen. Yeah, I have. It's been, it's been awesome. Um, so with that, um, Father, thank you for this opportunity. What a privilege to handle your word, to feed upon it, and to deliver it. And uh, your word says that it never returns void. So grateful for that. My words return void quite often, but your word never does. So, Lord, we thank you for your word. It's a, your word. It says it's a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. Lord, without it, we're in darkness. So, God, we thank you for it. We value it and we cherish it. Holy Spirit, come and be a part of this time. I just pray that you prepare the soil of our hearts. I pray that you remove distraction. I pray, God, that that you would knock on the doors of heart of your people, that, that we would hear with fresh ears. We'd be new wineskins to be, have new wine poured in. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, if you have your Bibles, uh, we're going to start in the book of Colossians. And we have some amazing people. The first service, um, I'm reading out of a new translation. It's called the Passion Translation, and they didn't have it. So I told pretty much everyone, like, if you're trying to follow along in your Bible, just, I mean, not that you don't want to follow along in your Bible, but you're probably better off just listening to it. The first service group didn't get, didn't get it on the screen. So you guys are blessed. You get to, to follow along and actually read and make sure I'm not making this stuff up. So that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have your Bibles, uh, we're going to start in Colossians chapter 1. Uh, let's see. We'll say verse 18. I'm going to throw him a curveball a little bit. It says this, He is the head of his body. If you don't have... Do we have it up there this morning or no? All right. He is the head of his body, which is the church. And since he is the beginning and the firstborn, heirs and resurrection, he is the most exalted one, holding first place in everything. For God is satisfied to have all his fullness dwelling in Christ. And by the blood of his cross... Everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself, back to its original intent, restored to innocence again. It's been, I've been really excited and encouraged about this thought of this restoration process and, and really it's fueled me to begin to see myself in a completely different light. And I challenge you, and I, and I believe that when you leave this, uh, this afternoon, that you will see yourself in a new light. You will see yourself the way your father sees you. And that will radically change your life forever. It is radically changing mine. I've been a Christian since end of September 99-ish. And in the last probably three years or so, um, this has really come a part of who I am and seeing how my father sees me. And it's it's changing. I'm growing ridiculously quicker than I ever have. And I so wish that I had learned this as a new baby Christian. And, and it's not too late, praise the Lord. 
<laughs> it's not too late. But, and some of you may see this, and some of this, it might not be anything new to you. But for me, it's not a new word. It's, it's his word, and I've, I've read it many times. But it, with, with a new revelation, with an insight to see and have a perspective that only your father can give you. I'm very aware of myself and my past. How many of us have a past? And all of us have a past that we're not proud of. When we understand what he's done and who we are and how he views us, that's gone. And you can be completely free from it. I mean completely. Not carrying it around, not dragging it around. Paul said he, he used to drag it out like a dead corpse. <laughs> right? And that's what we're doing, a rotting corpse. We're trying to drag that around and impress people and, and act like it doesn't stink. <laughs> no, it stinks. That's why you bury that thing. Right? You bury it and you don't go back to it. You don't dig it back up. Because it's dead. And that's how our pasts are in Christ. They're dead. They're gone. We have this beautiful thing called a new covenant. And it is so amazing. We no longer have access or go to the Father through somebody who has went once a year into this type of holy place that God gave as an example and make, make intercession for us and, and put, put a, a covering temporarily for our sin. Now, we have this man, Jesus, who is supreme over all things, who has the precious blood that was so precious, it's sinless, spotless and faultless. And he went in to the Holy of Holies with this new covenant and made intercession and took that blood and sprinkled it in the Holy of Holies and sprinkled it upon us so that we have direct access we go right in. The Father's arms are open wide. He's saying, come in, son. Come in, daughter. You've been washed. There's old songs. You've been washed by the blood. The soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb. Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? I've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. Spotless. Sinless. No stain. That's how He sees you. And you must... You must see yourself that way. Because when you begin to see yourself that way, it will change everything. It will determine the things that you do. It will determine how you act. It will determine your life going forward. This word's so powerful. We must see ourselves restored to innocence. Restored. Innocent. Like a child. We have childlike faith. It means you're innocent. You have a pure conscience. You talk to your father in complete peace. No issues. Amen. It's a powerful thing. It's a, it's a beautiful place to be. And he wants us to live there. Yes. Not experience it once in a great while. Live there. Amen. Dwell in that place. Amen. He went into the Holy of Holies and said, come in. Yes. And stay as long as you'd like. See, Adam messed it up. God created man to have intimate relationship. I've heard people say, well, he created man to worship. I don't believe that. We do worship. Angels worship him. Amen. He created man for intimacy. He created man in his own image. Adam sinned, and it broke that intimacy. And from then on, in the old covenant, it was from afar off we had relationship with, the, with God, from a distance. Even the even 
it was from a distance. You can't see. He stuck Moses in the cleft of a rock. He said, you could, as I pass by, that you'll see the, the latter parts of my glory. But he's telling us, come in. Because the blood of Christ, so precious and so powerful, has granted access. It has made us completely holy, Amen. completely righteous, completely restored, completely new creations, where the old is done and a whole new thing has begun. Amen. And Isaiah 53 prophesied, Isaiah prophesied of what was happening, what was to come, that though our sins were as scarlet, we'd be white as snow, Amen. that we would become new creations, that the sin, our sin would be placed upon Christ and our peace, we would get peace with our Father because our sins would be placed upon Him and that sacrifice would give us peace. There would be an end to the hostility between man and God. Amen. For good. Amen. Once and for all. All through Scripture. Verse 21 and 22, even though you were once distant from Him, Living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions. How many's lived in the shadows? Guilt and shame. You're in the dark. He's saying, come out in the light. If you're a new creation, if the blood's been applied to you, you no longer have no part with darkness. The darkness ain't your friend. You walk in the light because you've been made to be in the presence of light. We walk in the light as he is in the light, and we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Christ cleanses us from this really cool word, all, all in righteousness, all of it. He's declared us righteous. That means in right standing, right standing. And we didn't do nothing. He did every part of it. He was his first act of love towards us. We receive it. We cherish it. We cling to it. We thank him for it. Love language. Oh, we declared over and over, oh, how I love you, Lord. How I love you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you've done for me. Though my sins were as scarlet, you've made them white as snow. The old covenant, they were covered temporarily. And every year, they'd have to go back. Every year. And, the, and every year, it would remind them of what sinners they were. Every year, they'd come back. Now, they're gone. They're gone. They're gone. The stain's gone. There's not even a stain. There's not even a scar. There's, not, there's no remembrance of it. It's gone. New creation. Old things pass. All things become new. That, anything less than that is not the word. You must understand that and you must live that. You must believe it. It's one thing to read it. It's a whole other thing to believe it. No longer living in the shadows and evil thoughts of your actions. He, he reconnected you back to himself. He released his supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of his own body as the sin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence. So that you would dwell in his presence, church. Not come in once in a while. Dwell there. And everything come from that point and from that place. Pastor Jay was saying the, the love languages, affirmation, and, and time, dwelling in his presence. That's what he wants. That's what he went to the cross for. He restored the intimacy. He restored the relationship with mankind and him. 
He did everything that there needed to be done so that an unholy person who was evil and stinned by sin could come into the presence of a holy God and dwell there. John said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And that Savior came in and he sprinkled his blood on you and on me. And it gives us the, pre- the, the, the knowledge to understand that we are the temples of the living God. Amen. The Holy Spirit, the first, the, I'm not the sharpest guy, but I know this. His first part of his name is holy. <laughs> He's holy. The Holy Spirit won't live in people or in dwellings that aren't holy. And you don't like clean it up and like the Holy Spirit's coming. So like, good Lord, we'd be like, like we had a birthday party at our house yesterday. There's a lot of work went down. Like we don't have to do that. He's like, I'm going to come dwell in you and and I'm going to clean you up and I'm going to sprinkle my blood on you, which consecrates you to be holy. The Holy Spirit lives in holy people and his blood makes you that way. You don't make yourself that way. You are. The Bible says in 1 Peter, be ye holy as I am holy. Be holy, not try, not work at it, not I'm going to do this and become holy. The blood of Christ is applied to you. You're holy. You're holy. Pastor Jay was a battalion chief. I used this analogy in the first service. Did you try to be a battalion chief? Like every day he woke up, was he like, I'm trying to be a battalion chief today. I'm going to try to be a battalion chief. I'm going to try to go out and give directives to people so that we can stop fires or prevent fires. Or or we have different people in our congregation. Uh, Tracy Busby's the the chief of police of Ione. I don't think he wakes every morning. I'm going to try to be the police chief today. Today I'm going to try to be the... Your husband's not trying to be a police officer. He is. He was a battalion chief, which meant he walked in that. That's who he was. So he made decisions and did things that battalion chiefs do. So as, as being a Christian, which is Christ-like, having the blood of Christ being made righteous, because he's declared me righteous, I don't try to be righteous. I am righteous. Amen. And because I am righteous, I will do righteous things. Right. Because I know who I am. Amen. Because I am holy... I will walk in holiness. I don't do things to become holy, and then that makes me holy. Because I know who I am, I am that. My grandfather reminds me of of, uh, Paul quite a bit. His name was Paul. (laughs) He was a minister, an old-time Pentecost minister. And he used to say this, and I never forgot it. He said, for the problem with the church, he had a few of them, but (laughs) the problem with the church, and not in a bad way, he said, the church doesn't know who they are. And I, I used to hear him say that, and I didn't really understand it. I just shake, okay, yeah, I agree. You know, grandpa, if grandpa said it, he's probably right. <laughs> so I agree with him. But boy, I tell you what, as I began to understand what he was saying, I, I, wish, I, wish, I, I wish I could be like, I get it. I so get it. And you're so right. Because when you begin to understand who you are in Christ, not in yourself, in Christ, you're radically changed. There's no putting the jack back in the box. It's sprung. It won't go back in. Like, you will never, you will never convince me otherwise that I got to do things to become holy. It's never happening again. I am holy. 
I am righteous. And to believe anything less is believing less in the power of his blood and resurrection. You're, you're discrediting what he's done for you. Because when that blood was applied to me, I became a new creation. I got new eyesight. I got new ears to hear. I got a new heart to feel. I began to love others that I didn't even know. And I began to love people I didn't like. Amen. That's God. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't no explaining what was happening. It's supernatural. Amen. All because of his blood being applied. I so wish I could have cut ties with the past. I so wish I would have understand how he saw me. Because I still saw me. I believed what he did. But I still saw me that I had to earn his favor. That I, I, I wasn't being... Like, who, who's heard the term, well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace? That's what I believed. That's the biggest lie this side of eternity. Amen. You were a sinner Amen. saved by grace. I was a sinner saved by grace, but now I'm righteous, holy. I'm a saint. Amen. I'm a saint, and you are a saint. It's one thing for me to be transformed, but when you're really transformed, I will not only see me this way, I will see you this way. And when that happens, oh, buddy. <laughs> Pastor Jay was preaching last week, and, and he was talking about like seeing clearly enough to not try to pull logs and forests out of people's eyes because we had them in our own, right? Well, when we really understand what he's done in our lives and how powerful his blood is and how powerful it is for you, we see righteous, Amen. holy, daughter of God. Amen. That's what we see. And we will talk to each other in that way. We will build each other up in that way. We will encourage each other in that way. And guess what we will do? We will be that. Amen. We will be that. If, if, we keep, if I keep saying, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner saved by grace, I'm a sinner, what do sinners do? Sin. Sin and they're good at it. <laughs> I was. So if I view myself that, and I'm so sin conscious, the church has been so sin conscious. Oh, that's sin, that's sin, that's sin, this is sin, this is sin, this is sin. And I was, that's sin, that's sin, I can't do that. I'm spinning in circles looking at sin nonstop, wondering why I can't quit sinning. <laughs> Sin's this huge thing. And it was way bigger than Jesus. Now what happens when Jesus becomes Lord of all, and you're so dwelt on him and what he's done for you, that sin's way in the past, and you're not even thinking about it, it doesn't have an effect like it did. Because you're being motivated by the blood of Christ on your life, who has said you're righteous, you're holy, you're set apart, you know you're perfect. I created you without blemish. Amen. Ladies, no, listen, you need to hear this. You are perfect. Without a blemish. Not one. This image that you're trying to reach, the models don't even, can't, they can't live up to it. It's all airbrushed. Amen. It's all fake parts. It's all, they're not even hardly human. No, I'm serious. He made you perfect. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. You need to believe that. You need to believe that you're faultless, sinless, beautiful new creations. And so do we, men. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. Wow.
Dwell in his presence. And now there is nothing between you and Father God. Isn't that good? Nothing between you and him. You notice when there's something between people, you stay away from each other. Right? You stay away. When you understand there's nothing between you. The old account, another old song. The old account was settled long ago. Long ago, long ago. The old account was settled long ago. I was, we were joking in the first service, like, when you die, if you were in debt, your debts are paid, clear, gone. It's done away with, right? That old account of sin, when I died and became a new creation, gone, gone, settled. Why are we, we try to keep paying something that was paid? Amen. It's gone. You dwell in his presence, and now there is nothing between you and Father God. He sees you. You must understand this. He sees you as holy, flawless, and restored. You might be in the restoration process. He sees you as restored. Positionally, as he sees you, positionally, fully restored, fully holy, fully righteous. You will do nothing to add to that. You will grow in sanctification. Amen. You will. You will. The more you understand what you already are, you will begin to live it out. Amen. You will just naturally become that. A seed has everything in the seed to know when to sprout, when to produce fruit, when to drop leaves. It naturally happens. And the seed of Christ is in every single one of us. Amen. Every single one of us. He's in here and he's dying to get out. People need to see him in us. And the more we believe and understand who we are, the more bold we will be. And not cocky, but confident. You need to be confident. You're sons and daughters of the living God. That's, that's some crazy stuff. <laughs> God Almighty. That's my father. And we're good. We're on good terms. Like, we're, on, we're always on good terms. Even when I do knucklehead stuff. He's already said, I love you. You're my son. We're good. I have to totally, totally, totally reject him and walk away from him and say, I ain't doing that. I don't want no part of that. And you can. I don't recommend it. It's really dumb to do that. Why would you not want to stay in the presence and dwell in love? And the most amazing, ridiculous love you'll ever know. <laughs> Romans 5. We're going to have a jump, cut out some stuff here for sure. <laughs> Romans 5 verse 1 says, Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us. Our faith in Christ transfers his righteousness to us. And he now declares us flawless in his eyes. This means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God. We can enjoy it. It is a joy. It is a joy, church, to dwell in the presence of the Lord. It is a dwell to walk as a son of the Most High God. It is a joy. He has done what he's done for us. Our faith guarantees us permanent access into the marvelous kindness that he's given us. Perfect relationship with God. 
Mm. Perfect relationship with God. I'm going to jump ahead to verse 9. And there is still much more to say of his unfailing love for us. For through the blood of Jesus, we have heard the powerful declaration, you are now righteous in my sight. There's something when God declares. We need to understand when he declared, let there be light. What happened? Boom. There's light. When he declares, water separate from the earth. When he declares, fruit bearing trees sprout up. When he declares, you're righteous, you're righteous. Are you smarter, Pastor Denise? Who can give God counsel? Are you smarter than God? Are you going to argue with him about you being righteous? That would be really dumb. You're going to lose. Why are you righteous? Because he declared it. Because he cleansed you with his blood. Because he loved you enough to say, you're righteous. Come in. We're in right standing. We're good. And because of the sacrifice of Jesus, you will never experience the wrath of God. So if while we were still enemies, God fully reconciled us to himself through the death of his son, then something greater than friendship is ours. Now that we are at peace with God and because we share his resurrection life, how much more will we be rescued from sin's dominion? We're rescued from it. And even more than that, we overflow with triumphant joy in our new relationship of living in harmony with God, yes. all because of Jesus Christ. Amen. We rejoice in that. We're living in harmony, in tune. We're listening to his... I'm following that. Not our own. We don't... Uh, okay, God, follow that. That's what a lot of us try to do. I've tried to do it. Uh, do that, Lord. He's all, no, I'm doing this. It's a lot better to live in harmony with him than be out of harmony. We got, I can't do Hebrews 10 again. I really suggest you all read Hebrews 10. It's so awesome. If I go to Hebrews 10, we're going to be here forever. Hebrews 10 talks about us being purified and made holy, perfectly holy and complete. Because this one-time action of Christ, never, not having to do it over and over and over again. We have such a great high priest, the greatest of high priests, that was sinless, that walked it perfectly. God himself took God's blood and sprinkled it in the Holy of Holies so that we can have access. Amen. And we can reside there and live there. Isn't that awesome? We have a God that makes intercession for us and he understands us. He cleans us unstained and presents us to God. We're cleaned inside and out. Inside and out. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians. Talks about in Hebrews that we're brothers and sisters in God's family. We must understand that. Because of his blood, we are blood brothers and sisters. Amen. We, we, we look at the church families like this is a separate family. No. You are family because of blood. We share his blood. His blood was applied to me. He was applied to you. We're blood sisters, brothers and sisters. We're going to be together for eternity. You better start learning to get along with each other. <laughs> That's a whole other message. 
I'm going to let Pastor Jay preach that one. Second <laughs> uh, Corinthians chapter 5. And this, this passage is really what began to inspire this whole message. Uh, for time's sake, I'm going to jump to verse 12. This is Paul. He says, again, we are not taking an opportunity to brag, but giving you information that will enable you to be proud of us and to answer those who esteem outward appearances while overlooking what is in the heart. If we were out of our minds in a blissful divine ecstasy, it is for God. But if we're in our right minds, it is for your benefit. And that's what I feel today. I'm in my right mind delivering this message because it's for your benefit. Inside, like especially the first service, I was so excited. I had to like, okay, get a grip. Like, when you understand what he's done, and you understand who you are, what he speaks over you, how he sees you, you should be ecstatic. Amen. It, will, it will start jacking you up in a beautiful way. Amen. You won't think the right. You, you'll walk by in front of a mirror and be okay with that guy. Amen. Ladies, you'll look at yourself in the mirror and be okay. You'll go, I'm beautiful. Amen. I don't have to do something else. I don't need to do anything else. I'm not saying makeup's wrong. If the barn needs paint, paint it. <laughs> There's where the tomatoes came. <laughs> hey, you guys are blessed. We can't wear makeup. I could use it. <laughs> I'm blushing. Ooh. Probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Make a note of that one. <laughs> yeah, it may come back. Help us, Lord. For it is Christ's love that fuels our passion and motivates us because we are absolutely convinced. We're absolutely convinced that he has given his life for all of us. This means all died with him so that those who live should no longer live self-absorbed lives, but lives that are poured out for him, the one who died for us and now lives again. So then from now on, we have a new perspective that refuses to evaluate people merely by their outward appearances. For that's how we once viewed the anointed one, but no longer do we see him with limited human insight. We must recognize we have limited human insight. The group of people who were looking for the Messiah missed him. Paul persecuted people who said he was the Messiah. Paul is saying, I no longer look at people that way anymore because we missed Christ. He goes, I no longer do that anymore. We must look from his perspective. That's what he's saying. I must get his perspective. We must get his perspective. And it starts with us. If we get it right with us, we can get it right with others. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, I'm going to read it. I'm just going to quote it first, and then we'll read it here. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things, all things become new. This translation says, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Ooh. Ooh. Amen. 
Behold, everything is fresh and new. Who has experienced that? Who, when you got saved, like everything became new? Not just part, everything became new. A new life. I love the name of our church. It's a new life. It's not an old life. We lived that one. Why do we want to go back to that one? I didn't like that one. Let's go to the new one. Right? Jesus is like, hey, I'm getting ahead of myself. Enfolded in Christ, new cre- entirely new creation. All that's related to the old has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself. And given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. Amen. Whoever's going to do some music, if you can come up. He has given us a ministry, church. So I've heard a lot of people say, well, I'm not a minister. Or I'm not... Every single one of you who have received reconciliation, hear me. Every single one of you who has received reconciliation is a minister of reconciliation. Not because I've said it, because his word declares it. If you have received reconciliation, you are a minister of reconciliation. And you say, what is reconciliation? What does that ministry look like? I'm glad you asked that. That's a great question. In other words, it was on my bed. And God has made all things new, reconciled us to himself, given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. In other words, it was through the anointed one that God was shepherding the world, not even keeping records of their transgressions. And he has entrusted to us the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God. We are ambassadors. Here's what ambassadors looks like. It means that we are diplomatic agents of the highest rank sent to represent King Jesus and authorized to speak on his behalf. We are the voice of heaven to the earth, invested with royal power through the name of Jesus and authority of his blood. Let me read this again. You're an ambassador, which means... You're a diplomatic agent of the highest rank sent to represent King Jesus and authorized to speak on his behalf. We are the voice of heaven to the earth, invested with royal power through the name of Jesus and authority of his blood. We carry the message of Christ to the world as though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips. So we tenderly plead with you on Christ's behalf. Turn back to God and be reconciled to him. For God made the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us. So that we who did not know righteousness might become the righteousness of God through our union with him. That verse has really, it's done some stuff to me. This is literally saying that our father is making this exchange saying let's make a trade you bring all of your sin you bring all your guilt you bring all your shame you bring all of it you bring that to the table and I'm going to bring my son and his righteousness and his blood and we're going to make an exchange 
And I'm going to take that sin, my sin, your sin, place it on him, the holy lamb of God who was without sin, without any spot. And then I'm going to punish sin at the cross, your sin and my sin, so that you can be seen how I see him, holy, righteous, shameless, guiltless. And if you believe anything less than that, you're discrediting what he did for you. That's the ministry he has given you and me to share that knowledge and truth with this world. We've messed it up. We've told the, we've told the world they got to do this, 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 and all this other stuff. When's the last time you said, bring your shame, bring your guilt, bring your sin, bring your mess, put your faith and trust in what he, what he has done for you. And he will exchange his righteousness and his holiness and his love. And when you understand that and you begin to really believe that and walk in that, you will want nothing to do with that old life. You won't want anything to do with what would cause you to be stained again. Can you? Yes, you can. Church, a saint can sin, but it ain't natural. It's not normal. It's not normal anymore. You have to go against your nature of a saint. I've heard people, oh, well, did you say you're sinless? No, I'm saying I'm not as sin conscious as I used to be. Jesus is a lot bigger than my sin. And I walk in a freedom of knowing who I am. And when I do, or if I do, 1 John says, you guys can start playing. (laughs) Don't just sit there and look pretty. If I do, if I do, I have an advocate. Not when you do, if you do. If you do, you have an advocate and so do I. See, we grew from a place of of the sin being remission and him being our atonement. We've grown to a place of now he's our advocate. He's in the place, the Holy of Holies. He's seated next to his father. And he's forever making intercession for the saints. So when we blow up, if we mess up, and we go, and this is where I walk now, the Holy Spirit will convict me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I go, Lord, I'm sorry. That was awfully dumb. Keep moving. Keep rolling. I'm still his son. I'm still righteous. I'm still holy. You know why? Because he declared it. He applied his blood to my life, and I continue to walk in that. I don't continue to walk as a sinner. Does that make sense? We need to be free from that. He said, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. So if we're not walking in freedom, it's because we don't understand who we are in him. We don't see ourselves as free as he sees us. Does that make sense? He wants you free, church. See, he's not coming for a spotted bride. He's not coming for a bride who's got a past. He's not coming for a bride. He's coming for a pure, sinless, faultless, mistake-free, past, killed, and destroyed bride that's beautiful. And we're that bride. And we walk as a bride that is pure, righteous, holy, in a white dress. Don't picture it. (laughs) 
But I know when I saw my wife coming down the aisle, she was careful. She was careful how she walked. She was careful where that train went. She was, there was thought put into that. And when we understand who we are and we're his bride, we will walk that way. Not out of fear. Not trying to become so knowing who we are and what we have. For God made the one who only the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us, so that we who did not know righteousness might become the righteousness of God through our union with him. Now, since we are God's co-workers, we beg you not to take God's marvelous grace for granted, allowing it to have no effect on your lives. For he said, I listened to you at the time of my favor, and the day when you needed salvation, I came to your aid. So can't you see now? Now is the time to respond to his favor. Now is the day of salvation. Bow your heads with me. Father, we do see now that it's the time to respond to your favor. What favor awaits us? What favor we have? Today's the day of salvation. You've declared it. Every head bowed. Is there anyone in this sanctuary? There's a lot of people I don't know. If you've never asked the Lord to come into your life, to have the blood of Christ applied to your heart and to your life and be made righteous, holy, sinless, faultless, lift your hand up. Okay? If you have made that declaration and over time have not fully understood how he sees you and how precious you are and how holy and righteous you are and you've been allowed the enemy to lie to you and say that you're less than what you are and then because of that you viewed yourself that way and you've walked in a whole different path of walking in the light as he's in the light and you want to be made righteous and start with a fresh new start lift your hand I see you many hands all over You could, uh, if everyone could just lift your heads and stand to your feet. I'm going to ask the worship team to begin to play, play this song and, and minister. If you raised your hand, I want you to do something really bold. And I believe this, that when you make a declaration and you put faith and action to it, God honors it. He says, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. So if you lifted your hand, I would ask you to just come forward. We're going to have some pastors up front. We're going to pray with you, and you will know when you leave how he sees you and how you've been washed by the blood of Christ and that you're a new creation. And if you want that, I would challenge you to come forward. He's going to do that for you today. He's going to settle that. It's going to be settled once and for all. Praise the Lord. Church, you, you're going to have some new family members, brothers and sisters. If you would like to stay and pray, you're more than welcome. If you'd like to be dismissed, you can be dismissed. If you'd like to stay and worship, you're more than welcome.
Oh. 